Coming up... As a leader, you need to know where you come from and where you're going. This is, in, this is vitally important. If you don't understand where you come from and where you're going, you are likely to be biased and partial. And that's not a good trait for a leader. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here is a fact. Whether you see yourself this way or not, you are a leader. Have you identified those who are watching and following you? Join us for the continuation of the message series, Evidence of a Leader, where we'll look at leadership through the lens of God's Word. Here's Pastor Robert with part two of the message, The Perfect Example of a Leader. So it's important that we really understand our influence and authority so that we don't misuse it. See, there was a couple of biblical characters that fell into these two categories I mentioned about um, thinking they had more power than they had. No, let me tell you about Pilot. 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 Y'all know about Pilot? When he was putting Jesus on trial, and Pilot was questioning Jesus, and Jesus wasn't giving him the answers or answering him at all. And he said, "Don't you understand that I carry the the power of death and life for you?" Jesus said, you wouldn't have no power if it wasn't for my father didn't give it to you. What are you talking about? Jesus was telling him, you don't have no power over my life. I lay my life down. You're not taking it. Old Pilate thought he had more power than he really had. And guess what happened? Because he thought he had more power than he really had, he ordered the crucifixion of the king of glory. An innocent man. He allowed an innocent man to be crucified. Y'all see what happens when you you are a leader and you don't understand your authority? Another person who on the other side had more power than they realized they had was Moses. Oh, Moses. Didn't understand the level of his influence. Yeah, I, I, I can guarantee you, I guarantee you that if we could talk to Moses today, he would say, I didn't, I, I didn't realize at the time that, that you know, um, over a thousand years later, folks will be still talking about me. <laughs> he would probably tell you that. I didn't know. I didn't realize they're going to be still talking about me. I, you know? Let me give you an example of Moses. Moses, God told Moses when the children of Israel was complaining and whining and talking about going back to Egypt and all that stuff. And Moses got all frustrated with it and everything. And, and then God told Moses to go speak to the rock. <laughs> he said, just speak to it. See, the time previous, Moses had struck the rock. So they saw, they, saw, they saw Moses part the Red Sea by sticking out the rod. They saw water come out the rock because Moses struck the rock with the rod. This time, God says, I, I, I just want you to speak to it because I want them to understand the power and the influence that I've given you with the words that come out your mouth. But Moses was all upset and angry. And he, instead of speaking to it like God said, he struck it. Twice, the scripture says. 
and water came out. But the folks that was following Moses didn't get to experience the power of word coming out of his mouth. He robbed them of that experience. So they never knew that that could happen, that generation. Because they just, so he struck it like he struck it last time. God wanted to show them something different, though. And Moses didn't know either when he struck that rock that that would disqualify him from leading the people into the promised land. So you see, on either side of the coin, whether you have, you think you have more power than you really have, or if you don't have, you think you don't have as much power as you do, misuse happens and abuse happens. So when it says Jesus knew his authority, that's an important quality. And it's an important quality for you as a leader, as a father, as a mother, as a teacher, whatever it is that you're doing in your life as a leader. It's an important quality that you understand your influence and your authority so that you can use it appropriately. <laughs> Jesus knew. Jesus is the perfect example of a leader because, number three, he knew who he was and where he was going. He knew who he was and where he was going. John 13, 3b says, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. He knew he had come from God and was returning to God. Let me ask you, do you know who you are? <laughs> and do you know where you are going? Jesus knew. And he knew he had come from God and that he would return to God. Some of us still associate ourselves too much with our family of origin. I'm going to say that again. Some of us associate our identity, who we are, too much to our family of origin. The truth is God is your creator, not mama and daddy. I'm going to say it again. Here's the truth. God created you. Did he use your parents to do it? Yeah. But it was God's idea that you would be here. He made you. And he knew exactly how he made you. He, in fact, he knew who he decided who your parents would be. Okay. God did that. So it's important that we know that we come from God. I know your mama might have told you, boy, I brought you here and I'll take you out. Yeah. But the truth is, yeah, I came here through you, but you didn't really bring me here. You don't have that kind of power. 
<laughs> I know it's counter to what we've been heard and even what we may believe and think. But I'm telling you the truth today. Um, you, nobody has the power to bring them here. You, if you want to know some folks, there's, there are plenty of folk who are trying to do it now. They're trying to make it happen and it ain't happening. So they're going through ulterior means to make, because it ain't happening. And then some people have tried the ulterior means with the new technology and it still ain't happening. God made, God brought you here. He created you. So don't over associate yourself and put too much of your identity into that. You got to know like Jesus know, know, knew that he had come from God and he was going to return to God. As a leader, you need to know where you come from and where you're going. This is, in, this is vitally important. Okay, because if you're a leader and you don't understand this, you are likely to have a bias and to have partiality if you don't understand this. <laughs> Again, if you don't understand where you come from and where you're going, you are likely to be biased and partial. And that's not a good trait for a leader. Okay? Not a good trait. Acts 17, 26 through 28 says this. From one man, he made all nations, talking about God, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live move, and have our being. God made all people. Decided where they would live. Who would be their parents. And it was through him that you live and you move and have your being. And it is to him that you will go. It's him, God, who you're going to face when life ends. That's who you're going to face when life is over. So it's in our best interest to live in such a way that pleases God. Not live to please your parents. You should live to please God. Hebrews 9.27 says, just as people are destined to die once and after that, to face judgment. So after life, <laughs> we will face God, every single one of us. So as a leader in this world, you need to know where you come from and where you're going, just like Jesus did. Jesus is the perfect example of a leader because, number four, he was comfortable being transparent he was comfortable being transparent. John 13, 4 says, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, 
and wrapped a towel around his waist. Are y'all there? Y'all, y'all there? You need some help to be there? They had a meal. Jesus got up, took out his outer, outer, outer clothing, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Are you there? If you're not, I can help you get there. I can start disrobing right here in front of y'all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, you know. And y'all, if you ain't there, I can help you. I can help you get there now. If it's, uh, I can take off my outer clothing <laughs> and, and uh, take you into the room. Jesus took off his outer clothing, y'all. He was comfortable being transparent with the folk who follow him. That's why I share with y'all. I share with y'all how, you know, I knew at that time my wife wasn't thinking I was feeling my love. I'm trying to, I got convicted. I told y'all. I said, I got to be transparent. <laughs> like Jesus was. If I'm going to be the leader that God wants me to be. And I need to be comfortable with it. He took off his outer clothing <laughs> and wrapped a towel around his waist. Hey, write this down. He invited his close friends in even at his lowest point. He invited his close friends in even at his lowest points. Matthew 26, 36 through 38 says, um, then when Jesus, th then went, Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. This was his lowest point to this time. And he invited his close friends in to experience his low point. question. How do you act? Who do you take with you when you're really low? Is there anybody that you allow to see you at your lowest point? This is just another reflection of Jesus' willingness to be transparent with the folk who was following him. His lowest point. He invited, he invited them. It, it wasn't a happenstance. You know, sometimes we get low and then we just act out and, you know, it's, you know, it just, we just emote and then all of a sudden whoever's around come around and console us, you know. This wasn't one of those scenarios. This was planned by design. It, look, it says he took them to Gethsemane, to this place, to Gethsemane. And then he, he, from the he took the 12, and then he took three others and went a little further, deeper. And so it was an intentional, intentional invitation for them to see him at his lowest point. 
See, oftentimes people see us when we at our low point, we don't want them to. You know, we, we get some news at the wrong time, you know, around the wrong people, and we can't help ourselves but emote. And, you know, then whoever's there, they just, they just fall into it. You know, they just, you know, they wrap their arms around you because they're there. But we, we you know, if we had, our, we had our choice, you know, our, we, 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 didn't wanna, we wouldn't want to let that out the bag in front of these folk. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus was intentional about saying, you know what, I'm going to show you. I'm going to be transparent with you. I'm going to show you <laughs> my low point. In fact, I want you to be there. These are, these are leadership traits, y'all. <laughs> That's why he's a perfect example, one of the reasons. Jesus is the perfect example of, of a leader uh, because, number five, he was the humblest servant of all. He was the humblest servant of all. John 13, 5 says, uh, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. All right, let's go there now. He took off his outer clothing. He just had a meal with him, took off his outer clothing, and then he pours water into a basin. And he washes his disciples' feet. Understand this, we just already saw that God had already given Jesus all power, right? Yeah, put all power in his hand. So he didn't have to wash the disciples' feet. He could have just told the wind to blow. Wind blow, <laughs> blow the dust off their feet. Y'all, y'all can see he could have just ordered the wind <laughs> to blow the dust off their feet. He could say, put your foot up in the air, and then wind, dust gone. He could have ordered the dust. To leave their feet. He could have just said, dust, get off their feet. Okay? <laughs> That's what he could have done. Because he had all power. He had all power. Uh, he could have done, okay. he could have just somehow water could have came from some place out the blue. And he could say, water, get over here. Wash their feet. He could have done all that. But that's not what he did. <laughs> that's not what he did. The text tells us he got up. He could have stayed seated and made all those orders in his seat. But he got up. <laughs> he poured water into a basin. And then he began to wash their feet. Knelt down and washed their feet. Their nasty feet. If you're not getting this, they were some nasty feet. They didn't have Nikes back in the day. Y'all understand what I'm saying? They had open toe shoes, and you, you know, they walking through this dust and dirty. Them feet was nasty. They were nasty. It was nasty. Oh, yeah, it was some nasty feet. He washed them, though. The one with all power in his hand washed their feet.
Jesus. <laughs> the humblest servant of all. Had all power. But he's washing his disciples' feet. The most powerful person who ever walked the earth. Can you feel it? Can you, can you be there? Just be a disciple for a minute. The most powerful person who ever walked the earth. Jesus our Lord. Can you see Jesus washing your feet? Understand, he would do it. As he did it for them, he'll do it for you. That's the, the one we serve, the one we love. He would do it for you. He loves you that much. To wash your feet. He was a servant. That's who he was. And he's washed the filth of sin off of all of us that have accepted him as our Savior. And then even further, he didn't wash the filth of sin off of us and let it run down the drain. He actually put it on himself. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. He served even when he wasn't truly appreciated. He even said, you don't even really realize what's happening right now. I'm, I'm doing this act not dependent on your understanding, but on mine. And so he served them even when they didn't appreciate it. And he serves us, helps us even when we don't appreciate it. Thank you for listening. 